awesome! Are you ready to do a podcast? Um, uh, Sam's not here. Huh? Who are you? Again? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone outside and in between, welcome back. Christmas edition without Sam. Who are you? Um, I'm Amanda. You sound a little nervous. (laughs) I mean, I don't... Uh, I thought you were going to introduce me. Oh, well, this is my sister. My sister here, Amanda. How are you doing, Amanda? I'm good. Tell us a little about yourself. This is how how it goes. Um, Well... I'm your is that too much of an existential question? <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I'm your sister. Um, I've been your sister <laughs> you know, for 26 years. I'm 26? I'm 26 now? Oh, I mean, I guess 22 years. Um, I. <laughs> you know, you sound like a kid at the front of a class. Who's that's, like, how, that's how I feel right who's now. Who's like, hey, Jimmy, what do you think of the book, re- the book we, you read? Uh, it was good. Uh, that's how you sound. <laughs> that's how that's how I feel. This is my first time ever rep- recording a podcast. Oh well, well, what a doozy with two thousand. I think two thousand. Let's let's see. Yeah, two thousands. How the Grinch stole Christmas. Rod Howard's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Also, I'm doing well. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. How are you? Doing? No, I'm fine. <laughs> um, Ron Howard's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, a Christmas classic. A classic, yeah. It's what? This is 18 years? It was made? Yes. 18 years. Wow. I, I feel like we've watched it every single year. Oh, of course. Like much, many people. Like probably you. I'm pointing. You listeners. Also, if there's any audio issues, I apologize. There were some audio issues earlier. This is the best we can do. I apologize, Sam, if you're listening. Oh, also, Sam is actually in Whoville right now. <laughs> oh. He's visiting. <laughs> so don't you imagine Canada looking like Whoville? Oh, 100%. <laughs> don't Absolutely. you imagine? Don't yes. you imagine? They're like, Christmas is come. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Even with the little guy coming out of the trombone. Right. Exactly. You can imagine it. Um, so, yeah. So, first impressions. Or not first. Many, many, many. 18 years impression of the Grinch. What do you think? Um, it's so funny, and Jim Carrey is great, as always. And it's just so it's so much fun to watch, and it really embodies Dr. Seuss. Um, and I love that Anthony Hopkins is the narrator. Yes, yes, It gives, like, a, a special type of, like, I don't know. Christmas creepiness. Christmas creepiness. Hashtag, hashtag yes. Christmas creepiness. <laughs> yes. We're bringing it back. Um, I love this movie. I This is honestly one of my favorite movies just ever. I think because, of course, you know, when you're a little kid, you love it for like, oh, Jim Carrey's doing like a goofy face and like, oh, look at this. It's so pretty and that. But also growing up and like looking into it, just the effort that's into this right. movie and everything around it. Also, this is not that popular with other people. What do you mean? The, like, like some people like think this is horrible. Why? This movie. They just don't like it. We'll get into that later. Oh, so okay. let's talk about the real star here. Uh Ron, Ron Howard. Howard. Which have you seen any Ron Howard movie? Oops. Um, I've seen Happy Days. <laughs> that is not a Ron Howard movie. <laughs> Wait, but that's the show he's in. 
Yes, that's. <laughs> but you're proving my point. It's not a Ron oh, Howard okay. movie. Um, Ron Howard. So he did all the Da Vinci Codes. He did Rush, which was great. He did In the Heart of the Sea. That's all recently. Um, He's the narrator of Arrested he Development. He is the, the narrator of Arrested Development. Um, but yeah, he also did A Beautiful Mind. He won an Oscar for A Beautiful oh, Mind. Yeah. Have you seen any of those movies? No. No. <laughs> but I have seen The Grinch You Stole Christmas. And from just a directing style, what do you think? Oh, it's really, I think it's really great. He's, um, like I said, he truly embodies Dr. Seuss and that like kind of, um, you know, the creativity and like that nuance and like specialness that you get from reading a Dr. Seuss book. Um, I think he does really great in embodying that and really just like having you, having the viewer fall into this like magical world of like fun and quirkiness. Yes, I, I really, it, he really did, because I believe he did this straight after Apollo 13, which is his huge film, and he really brought that, like, grandeur to it. Um, one thing that I love about this movie is there hasn't been, at this time, there hasn't there wasn't a movie that used that much uh, makeup for extras mm-hmm. and this many sets, 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 uh, uh, Sets and sets. That's very hard to say back to back. Usually, see, this is weird without Sam because usually I have someone to bounce off with, and Sam's like, "Oh, you, you knucklehead." Uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> um, but there hasn't been this many makeup on extras and uh, this many sets since The Wizard of Oz. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so no other movie really had that like. Big of a budget. Or not budget. That's a lie. But what that's about like Star Wars? Star, well, when you think about Star Wars, it's it's a lot of it is space, which is just... Desert, I guess. Uh, yeah, the desert. Right. A lot of it was on location, but not like a set. Okay. And when you think of movies, and like you think of the back, back lot, you think of... Right. So I just think... I don't know. With the other... Especially with looking at the other Dr. Seuss movies, I'm looking oh. at you... Cat and the Hat. Cat and the Hat is like awful compared yeah. to The Grinch. Um, you could just see that they put so much effort into it. And right. that really shows with Ron Howard. He showed that he had like, he must have loved the cartoon or the book. Or probably both, both. Like everyone. It is quite impressive. Everyone like re-watching it and like paying attention. It seems like not only is everyone so in costume and so beautifully in costume. It's like each person is individual like every single person and every single extra was paid special attention to that everyone had like an actual personality like people really do exactly and it it was that attention to detail also just rick baker who's a world famous uh makeup artist what other things has he done uh the planet of the apes okay um that's all I can think of right now. I, I mean, that's impressive. that's impressive. That's impressive enough. enough. <laughs> that's, enough. That's, that's our dad's favorite movie. Is it? Well, it's not his favorite, but he said when he saw it when he was a little boy, it scared him. I, believe I hope him. he's listening and now everyone knows. See, I'm not that malicious. <laughs> Father, you can listen to 50 other podcasts and I've never said anything like that. <laughs> um, oh, boy. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah, Rick Baker is just great. 
And, yeah, it really just shows how I just... Because a lot of directors would have just, like, looking at movies now, just... And they had the technology back then, just green screen, go here, you're the Grinch. But, no, they were like, we're going to every inch will matter. And that, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's incredible. Now, let's get to this cast. And let's talk about the real star, Taylor Bobson. Uh, Bobson? I guess. Um, XOXO, Gossip Girl. (laughs) Yep, Gossip Um, Girl. She's also the lead singer of a band, but I'm not sure the name of the band. Do you listen to the band? No. Why'd you bring her up? (laughs) You brought up Gossip Girl. (laughs) Um, I think she just, she's she's great as like like a cute little. Bobson. Momsen, yeah. Momsen. She she does great as like a cute little ally to the Grinch. Um, I think I watching it like uh, me and me and Sam talk about this a lot, and especially this year and the past couple of years, like child actors are like getting great. Like think about Logan right. yeah. and Florida Project, yeah, and Rube, uh, Beast of the Southern Wild, Beast of the Southern Wild. Like children actors are brilliant at watching this again. Kind of, because I think I skipped this viewing last year. I think I didn't watch this last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I, I'm trying to think. I don't because I don't really remember. Right. Uh, I was probably out on a bender. <laughs> um, uh, this reminds me why people don't like children actors. There are some moments where she was just, I the Grinch. You need to come down here and save the people in this the movie. Right. I will have to say this scene where she's like. The, the, it's kind of annoying, but you get that payoff with Jim Carrey. Well, we'll talk, okay, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, it was, there are just some things, like when she's getting him for the hoovulation, uh, there are moments where it's just, she's just like, I too need to know about the Grinch and this and that. And blah, 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 right. blah. But I do, I like the scene where she, she catches the Grinch in her house when he's stealing, when the Grinch is stealing all the presents. And she has that like really genuine moment where she thinks it's Santa Claus. And she's like, Oh, please don't forget the Grinch. And I think that's pretty sweet, but I definitely understand and agree that there are definitely moments where it's like, Oh, this like overacting child. Yeah, exactly. Like this, like that's trying to like wreak this like false innocence. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, look at her now. It was really false. <laughs> um, um, and also, speaking of Arrested Development, Jeffrey Jeffrey Tambor, yes. uh, the transparent himself. Yes. Apparently, he's not the nicest guy. But in this, he's, he's not the nicest, nicest guy. guy either. Either. No, I was like, wait. <laughs> um, but he is rocking that hairdo, the like the curl and the two the two like horns. Actually, if you think about it, yeah, two yeah, no, horned curls on the top of his head. That he had ever since he was a child. Yeah. And also he is really one of those actors that you realized uh, he's just great at everything. Yeah, absolutely. He's really he just is. like that part where uh, Sidney Lou, who's uh, interviewing everybody, he's like, <laughs> hair, unnatural. Yes. He sheds. How <laughs> <Not> nice. <laughs> it's just great. It's, it's it, you know... There's so like he there's I like I love character actors. I just right. there are just some char- character actors are the ones who are like yeah acting yeah. yeah and he's just so funny and, and 
every part where he's like, <laughs> when he like freaks out too, he's like, right. the Grinch, <laughs> he stole Christmas. <laughs> the Grinch, he stole. And he starts like banging all of the guitar. The <laughs> yeah. uh, invite the Grinch to destroy Christmas. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's it's. I don't want to say no one else could have played this role because I could see like J.K. Simmons killing it or like. Oh, uh, but J.K. Simmons Simmons would have been so much more. I think sinister. I think where Jeffrey Tambor is so great. My phone is, keeps dropping. I think what was so great about him is that he brings such a Doctor Seussical, I guess. Doctor Seussical, you got to coin it right now. <laughs> Webster, stay away. Doctor Seussical evilness where it's like his evilness is still like very like childlike and goofy and funny and i and i definitely there probably is another actor that could have played it but at the time i think he probably was one of the only that could bring both like a goofy sinister yeah that is very true um and then like the rest of the cast is great uh molly shannon Oh, uh, Molly Shannon's dad. I forget his name, but he was great. He was in The Iceman Cometh. You were great in that. I saw The Iceman Cometh with Denzel, Denzel. Washington. Denzel. Denzel right here. <laughs> Denzel just walked into the building right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, but can you do any impressions? Can you do... No, can you do I'm a little, awful at impressions. Can, because I think we need to... Like, I love this. Whenever me and Sam do movies like this, where I'm like, yeah, let's talk about the other cast, but then there's that one guy, uh, the all-star player. Can you do a Grinch? Do a little Grinch. Do a little Grinch impression right now. Do a Grinch impression? Right now. Um, <laughs> you're an idiot! Is that it? That's not the line. Oh, Jim I- Carrey. <laughs> Jim Carrey as the Grinch. Gee whiz, boy, howdy, great balls of fire. He's it's great. great. He's it's great. great. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it's, because this is, like, everyone, mostly everybody loves Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. But this is Jim Carrey at the height of his powers. This right. is This is the peak Jim Carrey. And he, I don't know. Because you can tell that, you know, some actors, there are pay- paycheck. They do roles for paychecks. Right. And mainly sometimes actors do that for uh, kids' movies. Yeah. And this is like, I feel like this is the ultimate could be a paycheck movie. But you can tell 100%. He brings his all. Every take, he yes. brings his all. Well, he carries the and entire movie. Yeah. And I think that's where, going back that's to Cindy Lou. That's where his Cindy last name from. from Carrie. That's true. He, he carries the movie. Yeah. He did. And I think that's where, looking back to Cindy Lou, um, where she's so weak. Because in all of those scenes, he completely, like, towers her with his talent. Yes. Um, and he's so funny. And I feel like, again, re-watching it, there's so many... You can tell there's parts where he ad-libs, but it works so great. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like, I would be so curious to see what the original script was and, like, compare it to what actually happened. Yes. In the movie. Yes. I also would want to know that. Right. Um, uh, No, it was uh, my... There's so many great parts. There's so many, like... I was... As I was re-watching it, the other night, I was like, I want to pick out like my favorite line from this movie. The favorite, my favorite line from Jim Carrey, and there's just too many to count. 
turns into chaos and he's trying to run away and he takes the little car and he's like excuse me and he starts to sit down on the car and then he turns around to them after they want to run away and he's like you did the right thing you did the right thing (laughs) and like i just like and the reason why i brought up with jeffrey tambor like no one else could play this role i just wanted to segue no one else could play no absolutely not in 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 the past or right now (laughs) It, there's not it's a, Kevin Hart's not going to do this. No, you know, uh, 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 Gene Wilder wouldn't do this. Right. Uh, this was kind of this specific Grinch. Only one person could have played well, that, and he, it was Jim Carrey. And I also think that he definitely embodies the Grinch because when you think about the Grinch as a character, the Grinch isn't isn't evil. The Grinch is just has just been hurt, and I think that Jim Carrey plays that like this like isolated kind of like creature who lives in the top of the mountain overlooking this like bucolic, charming town, Ooh, and like her master degrees, <laughs> and, then, and then and like you know where he like wants to be wants to be filled with hatred, but he's not filled with hatred. He has a dog. Someone that is mean does not own a dog. Yeah, and I think. Like at the very beginning of the movie, when we're first introduced to the Grinch, I think he plays that very well when he um, <laughs> goes home and you listen to his answer machine that's like, Don't leave a message or I'll cut you. Oh, you like a fish. And then he like sits down on I his. You want my facts, just page me. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then he sits down on the chair and he's just like, You know, you kind of see him like falling like at first he's like so happy to be alone and then like he kind of monologues himself into being sad that he's all alone because it starts off with like you know let me get in my pajamas let me get on my you know my armchair he starts eating the glass uh-huh. and then he's like you know talking to his echo and his echo hates him and then he's kind of like and then the end of the scene is him like curled up in the chair like hmm there's no one to talk yeah. to and he plays that that entire scene mm-hmm. it's just him and it's so good. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. It's very true. Also, he had to take military training. And when you... For what? Because he felt like he was buried alive. Which, when you look at it, he is. Right. Everything except his tongue is under makeup. He has contacts on. He has fake teeth in. He is obviously covered in hair, makeup. So he... Every single part of his body is covered. And uh, he was like, I did the makeup test, and I went back to my trailer. He's like, I punched a hole through a wall. And I was like, I have to tell Rod Howard I can't do the movie. Mm -hmm. And then uh, one of the producers went up to him. They were like, listen, listen. Here's a blank check. Here's a (laughs) blank check. Write as many zeros as you want on it. He was like, okay, well, maybe. (laughs) How long um, was his makeup? How long did it take to do this? I have no idea, but I think it, it had to be at least five hours. It's five or six. 
I was gonna just spitball and say eight. It'd be like, wasn't that? Amazing? That wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprising because isn't Gamora? Well, yeah, isn't Gamora five hours and she's yeah. not even in full head to toe? Head yeah, to yeah. Toe. She has like clothes that can be covered. Yeah. Um, and like obviously, like before, people are like, "What is stomach? Is it all makeup?" Yeah, I know that's like a costume, but right. still, yeah, it's still every bit of you is covered. And for someone to to know, even though he did have training and all that, to know that uh, he felt that much pain and like uncomfortable isms, I don't right. know. And he put that level of a performance in. Right. There are actors who, you know, just show up in jeans and a t-shirt who are just... And you can tell they're not... They don't right. want to be there. It's, it's kind of like watching a ballerina and it's like... The whole point of watching a ballet is it looks so graceful. And it's like, well, that looks completely effortless. But when you actually know that, like, time and dedication in pain it does to do a performance like that, you have, like, this all whole new respect. And I think that's pretty much the thing with with Jim Carrey in this particular role is that you gain, you see how well he performs and how much he outshines everyone around him. And then on top of that, he's in pounds and pounds of makeup to the point that he had to get to training just, just so he wouldn't have a complete mental breakdown. Exactly. Yeah. Which is great. Jim Carrey, if you're listening, I love you, buddy. You're great. I haven't seen kidding yet, but like, I want to see it kidding. looks great. It looks really good. Um, need to make the time carve out the time to watch that yeah 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 yeah. um so there was one thing that watching this and i don't know because i hate people who are like this going to a lot of artsy fartsy parties there's always that one guy who always has to talk about trump and i hate that but mayor who was very trumpian this it was kind of like predicting the future oh like everything he does it's kind of Trumpish. Well, it's like it's kind of like along the lines of fascism, not just like <laughs> a complete anarchist on this podcast. But yeah, uh, the, he, N- the, N- the NNSA is the NSA is the Sorry, no, the NNSA. <laughs> there's more at the, the moment you mentioned fascism. Well, that's um, it. He's a fascist. He's, a, he's but look a, how look how beautiful fascism, fascism looks. That's true. <laughs> That's true, because it's actually For like... For anyone who doesn't get that, that's a joke. That's a I, joke right there. I mean, I feel like they have to celebrate Christmas so hard because they're miserable 364 <laughs> days out of the year. They have to work hard, and lo- that's why they love Christmas so much. That's that why is. they literally have a countdown clock in the middle of their town, because they're like, countdown to their one happy day when of bliss. When they're lifting bricks, they look up, <laughs> right. and they see like, ah, it's 218 days. <laughs> Oh, yeah, th- those bad last couple months, which, which, like, it's only 64 days. Oh. But he's, like, he takes the bull whip out. He's what? like, what? keep working, you hoos. You hoos. Anything can sound racist. What if who? What if who's, <laughs> actually, does anyone else say who? I know everything is, like, a word for who. Every, I guess it is. Because I was like, only the Grinch says who. He's he like, does. look at you hoos. He, he is, he's like, look at those hoos doing who things. Anything can sound like a derogatory term if you say it with a certain inflection. I'm gonna walk around to people, go you who. <laughs> That's actually gonna be my new Christmas insult. <laughs> you who, you you filthy who. 
but no, I did. Even to like his hair and like, like just l- listening to when and you know again I don't want to get too political, but we get political no, on the show. He definitely, uh, he definitely is like a Trump, just like because um, when uh, Cindy Lou Who, when she's like. Anyone can be the cheermeister. He pulls out the rule book and he's like, well, actually. And he starts making up rules. Exactly. It's very, uh, it's not prolific. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Prothetic? Or no. uh, Poetic? No, not poetic. Uh, Where something, where it kind of like predicts the future. Um, (laughs) Artsy fartsy terms that I forgot. Uh, That sounds good enough for me. It predicts the future. But no, it kind of does with him kind of being like, Oh, well, uh... Let me make up rules as to why I still need to be holiday chairmeister. Yes, and I I just... I don't know. I feel like that's a strength to this movie to be like, hey, like, look, we kind of, like, predicted a thing. Or not predicted. I guess that's not the... But it's kind of just, I don't know. I'm trying to find the words for it, but I can't. I think it kind of is, like, a reflection of just society and how even if we're not, like, under, like, a large-scale type of Trumpian area, even if we're in like a smaller scale, I feel like human nature is that there's always that one type of, I guess. There's always a mayor who. <laughs> there's always a mayor who in a situation. Yeah. And you hope that that mayor who gets like defeated by the underdog, which is a grudge. Yeah. I mean, like you could, for obvious, even in the book and the cartoon movie, uh, you can point out there's kind of a, a racist line with the who's and the Grinch. Oh, can, absolutely. Like, yeah. That's where I was just watching it this time, and I was like, this is kind of, this is kind of... Uh, no, absolutely. It's definitely, um, It's. I definitely think it's a, a metaphor for racism, because it's definitely a metaphor for being different, and um, that's why he lives in isolation on top of the mountain, and that's why he has such this, like such this like hatred for for who's in whoville his hatred isn't necessarily for christmas his hatred is that he's been ostracized his whole life yeah. and he's been and it's just that their form of ostracization is uh is christmas because that's the only day of the year they can enjoy yeah because they're mayor something <laughs> that i've always wondered is like is like during like like may 18th does the Grinch, like, popped out and was like, hey, what's up, everybody? And like, hey, Grinch, what's up? And then, like, October 31st, he's like, all right, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go back up. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we yeah. know. And then, like, yeah. after Thanksgiving, he's like, it's like they're all eating. They're like, where's the Grinch? And everyone's just like, ah. <sighs> <Right. laughs> I feel like that's, yeah, that, right, yeah. that, that's what happens. Or is he up there all, all year long? Or do they die after they hit the ground? Is I there definitely, a snow there are snow. I think they die when they hit the ground. I think that. Well, there's know. also Horton hears the who, so I always assume that's kind of just like it's always a speck of pollen. This um, world, yeah. and then it goes and gets evaporated, and then turns into snow yeah. that gets trapped in the snow. Then. Right. The who world, Doctor Seuss needs to flesh this out. <laughs> I know. Need, I, I need, need a, a universe. A who who abatic universe? Yeah, I need a definitely. A who abatic universe? Well, they're trying. Uh, the Grinch, but did it cover batches the Grinch out at theaters right now? Yikes. Blah. Yikes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, see, now we're in the middle of the podcast. See, me and Sam, we planned this out so well where this part doesn't happen. and we Or we just cut it out. I might cut this out. Who knows? Maybe I'll leave it in. I'm a rebel. I'm doing it this week. <laughs> <laughs> um... um 
What's in your notes? What would you like to talk about? Because um, we talked about oh, other things, we, deeper things. We, we talked about a little bit about, like, I guess, themes. I guess kind of staying on track with, like, theme. Um, definitely themes of uh, racism and, like, otherness. General just, like, otherness and how we interact with people that are different than us. I think another theme of The Grinch is kind of the commercialization and um, of Christmas and yeah. how, you know... I There's guess, a reason why we're doing this right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, looking at you Black Friday people who yeah. stood in line all day. <laughs> who trampled over people. Yep, <laughs> like, like TV. Animals. But those TVs were on a good sell. I, was, I, was I kind of wanted a speaker, but, you know. <laughs> anyway... Um, oh my gosh, see that buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the commercialization of Christmas, and he even when the Grinch goes down for the hubilation like mm. party, um, when like things kind of like turn to that breaking point when they all like laugh everything, at him. Is, yeah, yeah, when they all laugh at him and it becomes chaotic, he even points out where he's like, you know, I live kind of like at the dump where I see the presents you use once and throw away and like just like the mass consumer consumerization in the beginning of the movie literally i think the first shots of the movie is people running around shopping on christmas eve and like what am i visually one of my favorite scenes is the the cashier like taking all the money and like you know but like working and it just like as time goes on it gets crazier and crazier where he's you just like you forgot change exactly and it's a it's another really great example and in the end um you realize that uh you know the Grinch is even like Christmas is more than Christmas can't be bought in a store it's more it's Something about like family and stuff. <laughs> something, something. I don't know how to rhyme. <laughs> when when he was when Doctor Seuss was selling this to his friends, it's about more than just like presents and stuff. I don't know. I'm, okay. I'm still trying to work on it. <laughs> um, I'm still I'm still hashing it out. Um, but no, completely. I mean, like, but it is. This is where I kind of I'm like I wish people learned more from movies, just in this movie and or this story in that sense, and also in other senses in this story, which we'll probably talk about later. Um, but yeah, it is Christmas has I do in the later parts of my life I do kind of feel like Sydney Lou Who, where she's just kind of like, is this Christmas? Yeah, I agree with her, but that song I kind of want to fast forward through. <laughs> you did always it. want to fast well, forward through. She sings at like a dog whistle pitch. That's just where, too much for where me. Where are you, Chris? But I will have to say her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love to say that her hair during that scene is uh, iconic. Is iconic. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know if it's iconic, but it's nice. <laughs> it's funny. Um, it is definitely funny. We can agree. She looks like a tea kettle. She looks um, like a tea kettle. She looks like a tea. She looks... And she's singing like a tea kettle whistling. <laughs> um, but um, I mean, like, there is a part where you wish, especially living in America, um, where you wish that there was a space between Thanksgiving and Christmas, like. Me, our mother's here to visit because of Thanksgiving. Uh, we were walking around in Big Bang, New York City, and you could already see Christmas lights hanging up. You could see there were people singing where we were, and it's kind of like, yo, calm down. 
Like, I feel like kind of like what I was saying earlier that the the Who's go so hard for Christmas because they're under a fascist regime with the with the Who mayor. I think that it's kind of similar. It's another reflection of our society. We there. I feel like there was a time where we completely and thoroughly enjoyed Thanksgiving, and then we moved on to Christmas. Naturally, naturally. But as time as I feel like. Even within my lifetime, as time has gone on, we kind of spread that spread that holiday a little bit longer just because people want to feel happy and they want to feel cheerful for a longer amount of time. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, but also, it's something I always ask myself, is it like the time or is it just because I'm getting older? I think it's because you're getting older. Or is it both? It could be a little mixture Because even watching both. like... Even watching, like, TV and movies from back in the old times, in the 80s, bleh. Um, old times? That's okay. I was joking. Oh. I was hoping, like, a 30-year-old is listening to this. And they're like, yeah. Hey. And you, like, ruined their day. <laughs> exactly. I'm the Grinch of this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it even seems in, like, the TV shows and movies, there was that gap. There was the... Oh, we need to finish up our Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah. I need to think about getting a tree. All right, let me start planning right. about Christmas. Right. But now it's literally like, Happy Thanksgiving. You're done with your meal. It's Christmas. Right. But even like in the Christmas story, um, one thing that always like, that movie, oh, again, is really, it's iconic and a classic. But yes. one thing that's always really like stuck with me Sorry is that they... Sorry me shuffling my Hurt. <laughs> one thing that's always stuck with me is that they buy their Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. Yeah. In the movie. They well, decorate. We used to do that? We used in to, our personal, in the our, Thomas household. Yeah, we used to buy our Christmas Like a week before well, Christmas. A week before Christmas, yeah. Because um, Christmas is just, it's truly just one day. It is just a day. People do put, but I don't, because I understand why people do it. It's, people like to... This we could get into a really deep conversation here. People do like to hold on to their childhood and hold right, on absolutely. to that, and you can see that in pop culture with Marvel and Star Wars and all that. Um, well, even with the Grinch, the fact that they brought it back again, there's another exactly of it. just with any remake and reboot. Right. Um, people want to hold on to that, and some people hold on to it in Christmas. So they don't. They want to stretch it out so it's December. You know, it starts on December. You know, fifth. But then they want to stretch it out, so it stretches out to December first. They want to stretch it out, so it's the day after Thanksgiving. But now it's even like we're gonna stretch it out till it's like after Halloween, right? Because who cares about Thanksgiving, right? And like Sam, my, I'll probably talk about this in sometime this month. He he's a person who doesn't like Christmas. I feel like that's one big part of why he doesn't like right. Christmas. Well, Christmas. The other thing that no one really wants to talk about is that the holidays are actually kind of a difficult time for people yes for a lot of people and i kind of going full circle back to the grinch i think that's another reflection on the holidays the grinch is having a heart the grinch shows that like he's not into christmas because he had a hard time at christmas and that's kind of a reflection of other people that have either had a hard time at christmas or just like don't really like the holidays for whatever reason and that's okay like yeah you don't have to you don't have to be a christmas person you could be you could be a halloween person yeah but also with just with holidays with like because even gifts because there's people like me where it's like oh 
I'm poor. But if I don't get a gift for someone, people are going to hold that over my head and be like, oh, you didn't give me a Christmas gift. Right. I got you one. It's like, okay, well, I'm obligated to get you one. Yeah. But then I got it. And it's, it's, it's like the holidays for some people, I would say most of these people are under the age of 12. Um, it's amazing, great cookies, presents, you know, time off. And there are still some people who are older of that, who have, who are older who have that, of course. But for a lot of older people, it's just an anxiety-inducing 25 days. Right. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to the concept of the commercialization and commodification of the holidays. So there are even kids that are under 12 who don't get a Christmas like their counterparts. They get maybe one gift and then they go to school and they're sitting next to someone that got 25 gifts because their parents can afford to buy into the commodification of the holiday and buy them a ton of gifts. Yeah, no, it's it's a rough time. It's a rough rough time for a kid. And and that's the Grinch. And that's... No, but that is truly the Grinch because... um, And also, yeah, because, yeah, there are kids who... They only get, you know, two gifts and it's socks and underwear while they get the other kid who has 25 gifts. Right, who gets a drone. A drone, an Xbox. And a and, pony. And a pony. Um, and yeah, it's, so I guess what we're saying is, you know, it's, it's all right not to like Christmas. You're yeah. fine. Don't, don't let everyone, don't let these holidays, whatever holiday you celebrate, right. don't let them bring you down. Yeah. And if someone Live your calls best you, life. if someone calls you the Grinch. Say, yeah, yeah I'm Jim Carrey. Yeah. I'm the, I carry. <laughs> You're the, 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 the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. The, 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 I, I should have done that for the opener. Do you want to start over again? We can just start over. I can do that. The, 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 the podcast. <laughs> well, you did it now. Thank you. I did it now. Um, so yeah, so now she's looking back at her notes. Oh, motifs. Motifs. We're talk about motifs. Because there are some great motifs in this film. Um, uh, and who was? Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to say what a motif is? I know every single person here knows what a motif is, oh, but just I, in case I that one you to, person, you, you define it. Okay, um, define it. This would be Andrew's definition. Just a theme, an idea, an image Mm -hmm. that is central to the plot or the story that comes back around Mm -hmm. or is said again or shown again and it shows different light or has different meaning. Yeah. One of my favorites is, just for an example, is in Spider Man, uh, the Tobey Maguire first Spider Man. Throughout the, and not throughout the movie, it said like two times during the movie, uh, people say, hey, don't tell Harry this, but yada, yada, yada. Don't tell Harry this, but yada, yada, yada. And then when his father dies, the Green Goblin, his last words are, don't tell Harry. And then he dies. Just a great circle. The way you look at it differently, you know, one innocent lie to this huge monumental lie that will reach around. Reach around? That's the wrong word. Yeah, um, I think reach around. <laughs> reach around? Yeah. Oh, you, you innocent soul. <laughs> you know what a reach around is, right? In a dirty way. Oh, no. Oh, never mind. I don't want to tell you that on a recorded podcast. <laughs> Ruin um, my innocence. Exactly. I don't in, want front to of, your... in front of an audience. <laughs> exactly. Never mind. There are people who, <laughs> who are... Listening. laughing at me right yeah, now, exactly. I'm sure. She's I, older than me. I was going to... Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's a... 
Just a big... Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> a big circle of... Yeah, that's what I'm going to stick with. Anyway, yeah, that's a motif. But there are some great motifs in this movie. Let's talk about some. <laughs> um, one motif I noticed, and I didn't notice it before until I rewatched it the other night, was... Uh, so when they do the flashback when the Grinch is a kid um, and he has to, like, make a gift for... Oh, Martha May Huvier. Yeah, Martha May Huvier, um, which is a great name. Yes. But um, when he makes Watch a gift... Watch out, my daughter. He, um, when he goes... So the Grinch as a kid goes back to his, I guess, home and kind of, like, creates by hand this like really beautiful angel that she could put on top of her Christmas tree. And so he brings it to the class and he does this all in like, kind of like a workshop type of setting with like, you know, tools and like very handmade. And then he go, brings it back to his classroom and everyone makes fun of him. And he shows how strong he is by picking up the Christmas tree and throwing it. And this this, these actions are kind of brought back towards the end when he decides decides to get revenge on Whoville. You we go back to that like motif of him being in a kind of a workshop type of space while he's like making by hand an entire sleigh, um, and he uses that sleigh to go down to Whoville to steal everyone's presents. But then in the end, when he hears who is singing and he realizes that Christmas is like more than just like gifts and stuff he picks the the sleigh is going to fall down the the mountain and like ruin all their gifts again we see his strength pick up all the gifts and save them so it's like his strength that he used before to destroy something is now to destroy christmas to destroy christmas specifically is coming back to actually help to save Christmas, christmas and yeah i think that's really that's the strength of, of course, Dr. Seuss, the man himself. Uh, but also this writer of, I wish, actually, do, 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 um, with Jeffrey Price. Ooh, that's a cool name, Jeffrey Price. I like that. But that really shows, wow, he has not done some great movies. Now just pulling him up. He's done Shrek the Third, Queen Latifah's Last Holiday, The Grinch. Uh, Wild Wild, Wild West. West. Oh, I mean, do you like Wild Wild West? Certain circles would say iconic. Um, I feel like that's another. That's podcast. a podcast. That's actually another I feel podcast. Like that's the next time you're on this podcast, I mean, I know Sam hasn't seen that movie. It's definitely a ripoff of Bla- of Blazing Saddles. Oh, we'll talk about that. And Blazing Saddles Sam, is hope, uh, excellent. <laughs> Sam, I hope you're listening because. We're doing it <laughs> when she's coming back. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it really shows the strength of at least in this strip, in this script, uh, the writing. <coughs> I gave the holiday sickness, the holiday hullabaloo's. Um, I don't know. I'm trying. Um, <laughs> it really shows the strength of having that idea of you know those motifs and whatnot. Right. I guess motif. There, I bet there are other, other ones. Word, yeah. Um, other motifs in the Grinch. In the Grinch, in this specific um, film, she's an art. She she has art history major. Uh, you know, masters. she went to school. Masters. <laughs> oh, excuse me, masters. She just fixed her glasses and uh, uh, told me off. It hit me over the head with a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> with the New Yorker. With the New Yorker. 
of, like, yeah, do you, of their do you see other any? motifs. That's a that's a big one that I saw, and I never um, noticed that until she told me about that. This viewing, um, I think that like I I guess upon like trying to read read deeper into the movie. Or film. Or film. Or exactly. Film. Get it right. Film. Um, you, you start to... And I know that there's a ton of memes about this too, especially like around the holidays, where it's like as you get older, you start to identify more with the Grinch. Yes. And there's definitely a ton of instances in this movie where it's like the, the Grinch has more humanity than the Who's do. Mm-hmm. Um, like the part which I'm sure everyone has, can definitely relate to, no matter who you are or where you're from, is when he is getting ready for the jubilation and he can't find anything to wear, and then he hears the yodeler and he steals the yodeler's outfit and he like is posing in front of the mirror like maybe maybe and he's like that's it I'm not going like we've all we've literally everyone has been there like I was a hashtag. This should be the hashtag for the episode. Uh, hashtag the who uh, the Grinch is a millennial. Yeah, the Grinch is all oh, the Grinch the is Grinch definitely is a millennial. Definitely millennial. Even with the uh, even with the uh, the scene where he's like, "How are you? How are you?" That's just very that entire scene yes. is very much like people who are like, "Ha Hashtag me. Hashtag right. You know, my Friday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and like his like infant like infantizing his dog yes. and having like a dog and even like expecting his dog he like humanizes the dog like yes. when he's making the sleigh he's like you you handed me a three-fourths wrench and i need a one a half wrench. <laughs> stay focused stay focused yes and it's, it's the cute little dog max uh-huh um, of course yeah other other motifs other well one thing i did want to uh talk to you about because we talk, we've had a lot. Me and Sam have uh, had this discussion. I think maybe even on this podcast, just about morality of people and you know this, you know, good people, bad people, stuff like that. You know, I'm Andrew Dice Clay. Um, so is the Grinch a bad person? No, no, hundred percent. Like, yes, he saves Chris. Full like, stop. No, full stop. Not a bad. Person. Why do you? Why do you think that? Um. Because like I, like I just said, like the Grinch... <laughs> like I just said. Like I just said, if you were listening, <laughs> um, the, the Grinch has more humanity than the Who's. Um, he is nuanced. He has... There's different facets to him. And I think that um, maybe the original character that Dr. Seuss thought of for the Grinch, yeah. maybe that Grinch is... All but we're not bad. talking about that book. But we're not talking about the book. And we're also talking about the character that Jim Carrey provides it, which I think is probably the most important thing, that Jim Carrey kind of adds that humanity to the Grinch. And mm-hmm. I even think the direction of the film adds that humanity to the Grinch. The fact that we get to see him as a child. We get to see that, you know, he was adopted by these two two ladies little like aunts yeah. that seemed to love him so much despite that he despite the fact that he was different um and that i don't know i think that the fact that we get to see like i the reason i don't think he's bad is because he's human and he ultimately 
does the right thing and he con and he continues to do the right thing him saving christmas was not the first time he did something right he you know has hesitations when he scares cindy lou for the first time yeah. and he's like oh i was gonna leave you to go down like the mail shoe and then he saves her and she even says oh you saved me yeah um and he, it's just that when he wraps him up also i feel like uh sorry to interrupt oh, you, no, or cut you off is that yeah he is a very uh, harmless, I guess I'll say harmless, um, character, because when she, when he does go into his care, uh, his lair, he's like, all right, what am I going to do? I'm going to scare you. And he's like, all right, that's usually enough to scare off mo most people. Right. He knows he's not going to, you know, slice her. Right. He's not going to cut her. I know. He's, <laughs> he, 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 he's not jigsaw. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he's not, you know, that's where I feel like he is a good character. He's just someone who just just wants to be left alone and, like, is just really deeply hurt. Yes, he's been and, hurt by a group of people. Yeah. And he's just the... He is the manifestation of treating people wrong and yeah. bullying someone. And this is kind of, like, what is left of a person after you treat them badly for such a long time. But, like I was saying, he continuously does the right thing. Like, even when he start, even when he's, like, breaking into people's houses and stealing their Christmases, when he runs into Cindy Lou, again, you see that, like, bit of humanity in him when, instead of scaring her and saying, I'm stealing Christmas, I'm ruining Christmas, ah. he, he pretends to be Santa Claus. Yeah. And then I think what's even more precious about that particular scene is when Cindy Lou is like, please don't forget the Grinch. He's kind of sweet. And... The camera pans back to the Grinch, and he's like, "Really? You think the Grinch is sweet? <laughs> like it shows that he has a little soft spot." Yeah, um, and he has a dog. Anyone who has a dog is a good, is a good person. Hitler had a dog. <laughs> Did he? No, he didn't. I don't think so. Um, I bet some Trump is the first president to not have a pet. So uh, I thought he had like he had a really exotic pet. Did he not? No, Trump. Yeah, he's the first one. No, I, I thought he had like a turtle or a lizard. No. I are you sure? I could have again, could've... as I said uh, last week. The internet has lied to me before. Sam said it's a seductress. Seductress. <laughs> the the um, internet is definitely a seductress. Um, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere he had like a lizard or a turtle. Definitely a reptile. <laughs> like he had an odd pet or a hamster. I know a hamster's not a reptile, but... Maybe. I don't think I so. could be wrong, but I thought I read that somewhere. He he is one of the first presidents, not ever, but, like, in this century. To not have a dog. To not have a dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A dog is a sign of, like, some type of compassion. Yeah. Because it's a living thing you have to take care of. It's not he a human. should have a cat, though. Imagine him in the cat. Oval Office with a cat. Dr. Evil style. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, <laughs> After a national tragedy, he has the cat and he's right, stroking he's it. I would love at like that. a press conference. Actually, that would make my approval rating go up just a little. Hey. Oh, so you know, hey, 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 hey. No, don't go that far. Don't go that far. Um. So yeah. So the Grinch. Any final thoughts? Anything you want to wrap up? Anything? Any other ideas? We still have a little bit of time. Hey guys, she ha she wrote a big notebook of stuff. It's 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 um, a lot. Oh, one thing I want for movie magic's sake, um, how how did they do? How do you think they did the part where he's eating the glass bottles? Oh, that's easy. That's just uh, sugar. 
it's, and then uh, sugar and sound effects for it to have that. Oh yeah, where sugar it sounds and sound like, effects. Yes. Well, or is that also acting too? Where he's of really like, where of he course, really looks like. It's a big mixture of all three. It's okay. I I could make that for you. I did. It's the Breaking Bad meth. It's it's remember what I what I made this. What I made the Breaking Bad meth. Were you in college? I was. I don't oh, think I was okay. there for it. But yeah, what's yeah? It's just it's a it's just a plate of just colored sugar. But they just have mold. They molded it to, to wine look glass. Like a, okay. Yeah. Oh. That's that's the thing, where they smash a bottle and then they like try to cut somebody in movies. Okay. It's the same thing because it's harmless. It's gonna break some more when you put any pressure on it. Okay. That was the I was when well, I watched, when you watched that. You were like, did Jim Carrey just eat a spray no, bottle? No, I I know I knew <laughs> that, but it was just like it was very. I knew it was fake, obviously. I'm an adult. Um, but it was just... That doesn't know what a reach-around is. True. Uh, but I just was like, it was so convincing. I was like, what? It is very convincing, yes. Other movie magic. That was completely a set. None of that was like shot on location. Uh, yeah, it was all 100% a set. Wow. Of course, as much as I want to say, like, nothing was green screen. All the distant stuff is green screen. Oh, of course. Obviously. Right. They did build miles upon miles. Ron Howard was like, oh, it's got to be perfect. Build miles upon miles. Yeah. Um, of course that, but every immediate shot set, that the town square, the town, whatever you want to call that, that's all real. That's... Very cool. It's yeah. It it, it shows truly really a marvel. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, just another reason why I want, love this movie. Movies aren't just made like this anymore. No, it's quite beautiful. Maybe Christopher Nolan stuff with Interstellar. Maybe that. Um, yeah, I think that it, it it's yeah i wish more movies were made like this more more fantasy more like fantastical um shows were more like this so yeah i think that's really cool or movies i should say uh so yeah anything else um or are we are we jim, it out jim carrey's the best jim carrey is the bomb the best he is the real mvp He's going to go down in history. He will. He, like, this is probably another movie. So, but, like, this one, again, this was, just looking at his filmography, this, hopefully, you know, he'll make a comeback. Hopefully, Kidding's just the start. But, like, this is literally the peak of his career. This is where everyone would pay to have Jim Carrey do anything. Yeah. He's fresh off of an Oscar nomination. For um, Man on the Moon? No. Oh, if only. Uh, Truman Show. Oh. I think that was 98 or 97. So, yeah, and this came out in 2000. So he's fresh off an of Oscar nomination. He's the biggest, in this moment in time, he is the biggest Big, star. Highest paid actor. Yes. Uh, behind, our, behind our boy, uh, Tom Cruise. Oh, always. I think Always T.C. Oh. Um, do they know? Do they? Do oh they no, know? they know. They know. They know. <laughs> we have a family crest, and uh, oh, on the left hand side, it's, it's, it's just teeth. no. It's just Tom Cruise's teeth <laughs> <laughs> with the with the lopsided gap, <laughs> and then the other side is him running. Yes, um, and then Jim Carrey, and then, Jim, then Carrey. Jim Carrey. Uh, but yeah, no, this is 
his this is the peak of of his career. Um, and again, just this was a time where he just saw this guy. He was not stopping. He was not stopped. And yeah, he at least in this he will go down in history. Uh, especially with this performance. I wish more people paid attention to this performance because it is That's truly fantastic. a marvel. It it, is it's, great. it's incredible. Um, and yeah, so I'm Andrew Thomas, and this was Amanda Thomas. Yes. This is my sister. Uh, follow me on Instagram. I was about to Amanda say, what would you like T to pull up? 414. So say it again. I was talking over you. What would you? Hey, actually, cut. This this won't be on the podcast, so you know won't show how arrogant and self centered you are. I'm gonna cut that off. All right, cool. And hey, so uh, do you have anything to plug, Amanda? Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Amanda T four one four. I believe you don't have time to check it. You don't have time oh, to check. Oh, sorry. It. Um, yeah, I like Instagram. I love Instagram. You should follow me. I don't really have anything else to plug. Any BuzzFeed stuff? She also works at BuzzFeed. Oh. Can I say that? Can I say yeah, that? Yeah, you can say that. Okay? I do work she at BuzzFeed. She does work at BuzzFeed. Um, yeah, I hope to be back. This was a lot more fun than I thought. Yeah, she was freaking out I got out a little about nervous. Uh, yeah, I know Sam would love to have you. Yeah. Uh, Wild Wild Maybe West. the next Mission Impossible or in Wild Wild West. Duh, duh, um, yeah, you can find me. I'll be joining Sam soon. I'll be in Who uh, uh, Will with him soon. No, I won't. I'll just be here. Uh, so, yeah, we usually end this on like a little funny goof. goof. A goof. So, like, what do you want to... What do you want to goof? Yeah, do you want to... Uh, I don't... No. I wish just I had say, a joke. Say something random. Say something just completely... Completely random. Yeah. Um, my plants are dying and I got to throw them away.